Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Good morning, KLM. Um, I'm glad to be here this morning um, on this nice, beautiful December day. I have uh, 50 degree weather in December is always a treat. So I'm glad to be here. Um, hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's doing well, gearing up for Christmas and for the end of the year. Um, I'm glad to be before you. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I honor you, Father. Thank you for the privilege and this uh, opportunity to speak before your people. Father, I pray that you would speak through my mouth, think through my mind. I thank you that um, that you would um, use this time for your glory to minister to your people, to your saints. Um, and the Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, good morning. So, as, as I said before, today is December 13th. Um, so, in a few short weeks, most of us will look back um, and say we've made it through one of the most trialing years of our lives, right? We've experienced, um, we've all will have made it through a pandemic. We've all will have made it through racial tension, uh, contested election, um, among many other losses and many other issues. But in, in under 20 days, we will thankfully look back and say it's over. We're into 2021. And as believers, we can look back and we can say, thank God that we've made it through, that he's kept us, that he has, and we can look back and say that God, and we can see that God has been with us through the chaos, through the uncertainty, through the unrest, that God has been with us, that God has given us the grace to endure, and that we've developed um, our faith, we've developed some character in our faith um, through this time. Amen. So today I want to talk about uh, talk about grit, and our title of our message is called Gritty Faith, and the subtitle is called Grace to Endure. Amen. So, um, in a, so we're going to look at, so we're going to talk about how talk about grit in the biblical sense, and how God gives us the grace to endure. Um, grace to endure. Period. <laughs> Amen. So think about this. Has this year, this troubling year that we've been through, has it turned us, how has it developed us? Has it developed us into quitters? Um, when hard times come, are we developing tendencies to get up and leave? I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure it's still going on now, uh, that we've seen uprises in, in, in turmoils in marriages, right? So people are spending more time with their families and more time with their, their husbands, their spouses, and they're experiences the experiencing these turmoils that they've never really experienced before you know based on the time that they're spending more with their families now so are we developing um in a, as we developing in our marriages are we developing uh, a desire to walk out and leave when we hit when we hit troubles are we um for example if in, in even in our church um, if our church is not handling the, the pandemic the way you would like, if you want to be in, in, in service and we're not able to do that, are we just leaving our churches? Are we, um, are we quitting on our, on our churches? Are we, if we fall on hard times, whether financially 
or in any other ways, are we, are we developing the desire to walk out on God? Are we leaving God? Are we um, walking out on our faith? So these are some things that we need to think about um, as we go through trialing times like we've been this year. So if, we're in, if we are inclined to quit, if we are inclined to walk out, if we are in, inclined to walk away, then we need to start thinking about developing some grit. Um, and specifically, we're going to talk about grit within our faith. But in a non-Christian perspective, um, Angela Lee Duckworth, Duckworth wrote a book called Grit um, a few years back, and she characterizes it as one characteristic emerges as a significant predictor of success, um, which is grit. So grit is the relentless resolve to keep pursuing a desired goal and not giving up. So for instance, um, if you have a goal in mind, whether it's to grow a business, whether it's to lose weight, to run a marathon, to pay off debt, um, we need to have some grit, right? So we need to be able to avoid, to go through turmoil, go through um, trials, go through um, temptations, and learn, and learn to avoid them to get to the ultimate goal, right? So for instance, if we are trying to pay off debt, especially in the time of Christmas, we may have a plan to you know, pay off a certain amount of debt per month. We may have a, a, a goal in mind to pay off some credit cards, to pay off some mortgages, to pay off car notes. But Christmas time comes, right? And we're like, and we have the, the developed, we have the desire, no, I wanna get this, this expensive toy for my kids. I wanna do this, I wanna do that. Um, perhaps you wanna go on vacation. And a lot of times these, these desires can come in conflict with our ultimate goal of paying off our debt. So, those, so the grit will, the, will teach us that we need to stick to our plans regardless of how our temptations are telling us, regardless of how we are feeling. Um, and also when we are um, you know, trying to lose weight, sometimes we will have to drive past the Chick-fil-A or drive past your favorite restaurant and, or maybe have to eat the, the salad um, that we don't necessarily find you know, appetizing as much as we find, may find something else. So that's a grit. So, because the grit is telling us that we will endure the, regardless of the temptations, regardless of the situations, regardless of what our body is telling us, regardless of what our feeling is telling us, regardless of what our friends are telling us, um, we will stick to our plans, we will stick to um, our goals and, and eventually accomplish our goals. Um, because you know, some of us, especially when dieting, right? Like, you, you, have you ever dieted as we're going into the new year? Many of us will go, to, go on a diet as we normally do. And a lot of times you'll stick to a diet and you'll have a friend that comes by and say, ah, oh, man, you need to have some balance. You need to have, you don't worry about, you know, it's a Sunday, you can get off your plan. But um, be careful with, with balance, all right? So balance, you can't balance out your, your temptations. You can't balance out the things that you are weak to. For example, um, so for example, so we, we, when, when we go through Costco, a lot of times my wife likes to buy, um, she'll we'll pass by the, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And she'll say, and I'll be like, no, we're not buying Cinnamon Toast Crunch. She's like, no, the kids like it. Sometimes you feel for a bowl of cereal. Sometimes you want a little bit of this. I'm like, no, we don't need to buy Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Then, I, then we give in, I give in, we buy the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. What ends up happening is I eat the whole box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch in a week, right? And, you know, sometimes I'll come home and I'm like, all right, I'll take one bowl of cereal and I end up 
eating the whole box, right? The whole big Costco box by myself. Nobody touches it, nobody eats it but me, and then we repeat that cycle again. So you can't balance out your temptation. So if something that you're weak to, some things you have to cut cold turkey, right? Some things you'll have to say that um, this can lead me down a path to getting off my ultimate goal. Um, it, 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 you know, it builds up endorphins in your, it, it releases endorphins in your body, so your body will continue to seek out those, those, um, those things that you were given into, right? So be careful with balance. So when you're sticking to a goal, um, you gotta remember not to listen to friends, not to listen to people that will take you off of your goal and stick to your plan, right? Um, so as Christians, so that's 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 great in the in the in a in the physical, in a in a worldly manner, but as Christians, we need to develop some grit within our faith. Um, that through with all through all circumstances, we choose to not give up on God, not give up on our purposes that He has given us. So regardless of our situations, regardless of our circumstances, we can stick to um, our purposes, stick to what God has given us, and stick to the promises of God. Amen. So throughout all the Bibles, we see a lot of examples of grit. Uh, we see Noah as he was building his ship for decades and decades. You know, people were laughing at him. Why is this guy building this ship? Right? He's building the ship based on the promise of God, promises of God. So he continues to build the ship. He continues to persevere and um, in his faith. You know, we see Abraham and Sarah in their old age. They're, they're banking on the promises of God that God would provide um, uh, that God will fulfill the, his promises of a child well into their old age. Um, and, you know, they, they're persevering. They're still holding on to faith. We see Joseph in prison, and he's waiting for the fulfillment of, of God's promises. Um, Moses in the wilderness for 40 years, um, waiting to, to get into the promised land um, and, just, and, and holding on to faith of God. And ultimately, we see, um, of course, we see Jesus Christ. As he's suffering on the cross, um, you know, holding on to, to, to faith and holding on to the promises of God. Amen? Um, so how, how does biblical faith differ from worldly faith? The, it differs by one crucial point in one specific way. is that biblical faith, biblical steadfastness and endurance has at its core a faith that rests in the promises of God and therefore is full of hope. So unlike, uh, unlike worldly, worldly grit, unlike worldly um, grit, God is enduring us. God is giving us the grace to endure. God is giving us the grace to persevere through our circumstances. Um, so in, in Romans 15, verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may have hope. So the difference in our grit is that we can place our hope in the internal creator to help us through our circumstances. That God has given us the Holy Spirit as new covenant believers. The Holy Spirit is living within us to give us the grace, to give us everything that we need to make it through our circumstances, to make it and to, to, to see the promises of God. So let's jump over to our scripture verse for today. It is Romans chapter 5. Let me read verses 1 through 5. So it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, 
we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Though him, I'm sorry, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out, poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So here we see that in verse 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produces um, endurance, and endurance produces character. So our endurance here produces character. So God has not promised us that we will not suffer, right? So as long as we're on this side of this earth, we're going to, we're going to experience loss. We're going to experience pain. We're going to experience hard times. We're going to experience guilt, right? So we're going to experience the feeling of guilt. But in our perseverance and in the midst and perseverance and in endurance, in the midst of those, it is building our character. Right? So we are developing who we are as believers. We're developing our faith, right? So we're, we're, you can either develop it in two ways. We can develop our grit and in our perseverance, or we can develop our quit, right? And we can develop that side of us that's just going to fall and, and quit at, the, any, at any opportunity of um, opposition. Um, so how does it develop our character? So as married people, right, or even as people that are in relationships, whether it be pastoral relationships, marriage, you know, relationship with your kids, etc., cetera, um, sometimes we gain more understanding and more uh, appreciation for each other in the times of friction, right? So we can learn more about each other the times that we uh, may disagree, the times that we are confront that we confront each other about ways to um, that we have been offended, we can learn from those and we can grow from those. Without those times of of disagreement, without those times of friction, sometimes we won't learn uh, enough about each other in those in those times. Um, so I remember even before I was married, uh, maybe as a as a kid growing up in church, you hear of these testimonies of of marriages and like they'll say I've been married for 20, 30 years and we've never had a fight, we've never had an argument. I'm like, oh yes, this is great. You know, when I get married, that's gonna be my testimony. We're not gonna fight, we're not gonna do anything. And then um, a couple of days into honeymoon, it's like, are you still, why are you still here? You know, can I get some space maybe? Um, and, and, but unfortunately that has not been our testimony. I love you, babe, but we have not had a argument less marriage. <laughs> <laughs> thus far. Uh, but, um, so, but so even, it's, but in those times, we learn more about each other. We grow in our relationship. We grow in appreciation for each other. Um, so even, even you think about when, you were, when you're working out, right? The more time that your muscles are spent under tension, under strain, you can gain more strength and gain more muscle even if then you can lift lighter weights than, than if you lift heavier weights, if you spend more time on the tension, you can gain more strength that way. So, so if you slow down your pace and inevitably prolongs the pain, you still you grow more muscles and you grow more strength. So endurance can produce that character. So in that time of friction that we can learn more about ourselves, we can learn more about our relationships, and we can develop our faith in God. 
So that's when we can develop our character. When, whether we are producing grit, whether we are producing quit, that's where we're going to learn about ourselves in those times of suffering. So when money is low, are we still giving? Are we still trusting God with our finances? Are we still go, doing what God has told us to do with our finances? When it seems like, you know, when you have more month than money, when, you have, when you're running low, are we still trusting God? Are we still persevering? Are we still enduring with our money? When sickness hits our body, not that God gives us sickness, but are we going to continue to trust God? Are we going to continue to believe in God for our, our healing, for our deliverance, or are we going to give in to our doubts? Um, I know a lot of us has been here, but when, we, when we're praying for something that it seems like forever, I've been praying for this one thing forever and ever, um, and it seems like you, it can't, it, you can't see where it's going to come from, but this is the time for us to develop our faith and not abandon what has kept us and what con will continue to keep us. So in the times of suffering, in the times of pain, that's when our characters develop. And we can use this time to develop a loving character, a character of faith, a character of appreciation for what we have, and a character of grace. Amen? So how do we develop this grit? So let's jump to Mark chapter 4. Hope you're getting something from this so far. Hopefully I'm not going too fast. I feel like I'm going fast. So Mark chapter 4, verse 13. And it says, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you, will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And, when they, and, when, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word. But the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. So how do we develop our grit? We develop our grit by staying in the word and applying it and bearing fruit, ultimately being good ground. So Paul tells us in, in 1 Corinthians that therefore my my Beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor is not in vain. So Paul tells us to be immovable. So essentially, we need to be like immovable like the trees. Like in the Psalms, um, we could jump to Psalms real quick. Well, you know, Psalms talk, in Psalms chapter 1, it talks about being like a tree um, planted by the water. So if a tree is moved constantly, right, so if we take a tree and move them, Every couple of weeks, you move, move the tree from one area to another area, and it's never able to establish roots. It'll never grow strong. It'll never grow, become strong, it'll never grow big enough to provide shade, and it will never bear fruit. So we need to be immovable um, by standing, by, list, by, list, by um, listening to the word, applying the word, and um, bearing fruit. 
So no matter what comes our way, we're going to stand on the truth of God's word. So we are immovable. Whether we are, whatever obstacle that faces us, we need to stand, to develop a grip within ourselves, um, to stand on the word, stand on the truth, stand on God's promises that we're not going to be moved to the left or the right when things don't go our way. So why do we want this to happen, right? So we want to be like the tree. We want to grow strong, grow strong in faith, establish roots in our faith that we can provide shade, right? So we can provide shade to our families. So if our families are um, in need of shade, in need of um, refuge, in need of um, comfort, you can, be the, you can be the strong one. You can be the one standing in firm standing firm that they can come to and speak to and gain and 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 get something from you right and then eventually you're bearing fruit they can get nourishment from you they can get understanding they can get wisdom they can look to you as a source of of stability within their family especially as men within our immediate families we can be the source of stability within our families that our kids our wives can come to um, and seek refuge and seek um, you know, seek understanding and being able to, to look to for comfort and for nourishment um, from the Word of God. Amen? We can provide shade. Um, so we want to look back and say that we have stood firm, we stayed firm in the, in the Word, we're standing firm in the promises of God, and now we are providing for others. Right? So we're not weak. So that when, other, when people come to us with questions, with their problems, we're not falling right along with them. But we're able to bring them up and able to establish them as well. Um, and first, let's go to in 1 Corinthians. It says, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And, we reverse, and we'll read verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. God is faithful, and he would not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So you're not going to get anything God won't enable you to endure. So God is, so you're not, every, any obstacle that comes your way, any temptation that comes your way, God is going to be able to, to, to sustain you through those, um, those obstacles, that he's given you everything that you need to get through every opposition, every obstacle that you're going to face in this life. So God is going to sustain us through our problems. So I was recently talking to a, um, a friend of mine, and he was talking about when he was younger, that he was at a, at a party where... They started shooting, and out of 40, 40 plus people that were there, he was the only one that got shot, I believe, in the shoulder somewhere. Um, and the doctor said that he was a few inches away from hitting an artery, and that would have killed him instantly. But thankfully, he, he survived. Um, so we could see, even, and, and that's just one example of, of, of grace sustaining him, right? So, so I know a lot of people might ask the question, how come, um, if grace was able to keep him from, from perishing, how come grace did not keep him from being shot in the first place. But we see here, if we see throughout scriptures that, that in this life, you're going to experience stuff, right? And that, and that grace, and that um, we're going to have difficulties in this life. 
and whether that how, how that looks is going to be different for each individual. But we can rest assured that God will sustain us and God will keep us through those obstacles and that we can rest assured in his promises that all these things will work out for our good. Um, so grace was protecting his life in that instance and grace will continue to keep him for the rest of his life. Um, so the thing that makes you last, right? So grace is the thing that's going to make us last the thing that's going to um, sustain us, it's not, but it's also not going to protect us from all the difficulties in our life. It is being there with being there in them. So grace is not protecting us from everything, but grace is going to be there with us through everything um, so that we believe that everything's going to work out for our good, despite how it may, it may look. That's what faith is. So that's where our gritty faith comes in where we can't see what God is doing, where we're in the midst of our trial, we're in the midst of our tribulation, we're in the midst of our temptation, we cannot see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, we may not see the miracle cure, we may not see the, the check coming to meet our financial needs, we may not see these particular things, but we know, and, and based on our faith, we're standing on the promises of God that he's going to see us through, and that we know that he's going to keep us while we're going through. Um, so whether we're in a difficult place, we are enduring because we have hope that he will work everything out for our good. So we're not enduring, we're not, being, we're not using our grit as the world, do, world does without any hope, but we are using our grit and our faith knowing that God's promises are true, that he will see us through, and he will ultimately win in the end. Amen. So now we're enduring, not a hopeless endurance, not, a, not, a, not an endurance without any promises, without any hope, without any assurities, but we are enduring with those assurities. Amen. So how do we know that we will last? How do we know that we will continue to be sustained? How do we know that we will even wake up tomorrow morning with faith? How we, how, how, what is our confidence, Right. So right now we have faith. Uh, most of us as watching, we are believers. We have faith in God. We have faith um, that he has saved us. But how do we know that five, ten years we're going to keep um, in faith, that we're going to stay in faith, we're going to stay in truth? Uh, let's jump to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 32. Verse 38. And it says, uh, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 38. It says, And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. I will give them one heart and one way. They may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts, and they may not turn from me. I will rejoice in I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land of faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. Amen. So here we see that in the first part, how do we know that God how do we know that we're gonna be in faith and that we're gonna continually um, continue on as a, as a believer is that because God 
must keep us. Um, he answers assuredly in here that God is going to sustain us. God is going to keep us as a believer. Um, he is in, in verse 38, it talks about, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. So what does that mean? So one thing that God promises to be our God. So they will be my people and I will be our God and I will be their God. So when God is our God, when God says, I am your God, he means I am there for you, all of me, all of my power, all of my wisdom, all of my love, all of my authority, all of my grace is with you, right? So even in the, in the times of, of despair, that we can rest assured that God promises to be our God, right? Individually and collectively. He's there for us. He's with us. He is on our side. He is fighting for us, and he is promises to keep us. Um, so he says, don't go after idols. Don't go after money. Don't go after power, prestige, whatever else. He's our God. He's there. He's working for us. And so we can rest assured and we can continue in faith knowing that God is for us and God is keeping us. Second thing that we can look at in this, in this passage is that God promises to change our heart. So keep going. Um, in verse 39, it says, I will give them one heart and one way they may, that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. And it goes on. I will make with them an everlasting covering, covenant that I will not turn, turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. So as believers, God is going to change our hearts. And God is putting whatever we need, God is putting it within our hearts. So God is putting the fear of God comes from God himself right? The, um, God does not deliver the message of grace and then folds his arms and says, they're on their own. They can take care of this. They can figure it out and learn how to trust me in the midst of their trials. They can learn how to, how to continue in faith. But God is going to give us the fear of him, and God is going to allow us to continue to be in faith. Um, so God is doing some heart transplant here. God is putting a heart in us that we, we may fear him always and um, we may um, continue to follow after him. He's not watching. God is not a, a passive God where he's not watching. He's not waiting. He's not wondering if we're going to fear him. He's not wondering if we're going to trust him. He's putting, he's actively putting his fear within us. And he's actually putting his reverence of him within us. Amen. In the Old Testament, God put God, uh, in, you know, in, in the Old Covenant, a lot of times God, um, when God gave, when God gave the laws of a lot of people, you know, the children of Israel and the people broke the law, they went, they went against God. But as God, in our, in our new covenant with God, God is actually putting himself, the Holy Spirit lives within us, that so we can have the power to follow, to, to follow his laws and to, um, and to obey his laws and obey his commandments. Amen. When God says we must believe, when God says something, we must believe, we must fear, we must love. And he says that we are totally secure and there's only one way he can do that. He will secure the conditions. He will put the fear of 
him in our hearts. A third thing is that God pr promises he would, we will never be separated. God promises that he would not turn away from us and we will not turn away from him. Um, God promises that he will stay with them and do for us good. So continue go, going on. In verse 41, I will rejoice in doing them good and I will plant them in this land of faithfulness with all my heart and soul. Um, in verse 40, I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. So God had promises that he would not turn away from us, that God is always there. God is always walking with us. He's not turning away from us. He's always on our side. Um, number four is that God promises to keep us with all his heart and his soul. Um, in 41, I will rejoice in them doing good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. So God is... Um, God promises to keep us with all his heart and all his soul. So he's not going to put the fear of, of God in us so that we cannot leave. So he's going to put the fear of God in us so that we cannot leave him. He's going to make us sustain. He's going to make us enduring. He's going to make us strong. He's going to make us unflinching, unwavering, abounding in the work of the Lord, steadfast, immovable. So God is here doing the work, right? So we're not doing the work all in ourselves. We're not developing grit all on our, on our own, but God is giving us the ability to do these things. And he's doing it with joy, you know. So God is delighting in us sustaining. God delights in us enduring. And God delights in seeing, giving us the grace to endure. Um, so he rejoices over them. Over, he, you know, he rejoices over us do, to do good. God is not half-hearted in keeping us. God um, will keep us with all of his heart. Amen. That's a promise that God has. That's a promise that he will keep. And as, as we're going through trials in our lives, we can rest assured that God will see that promise through. Um, so in 2020, I hope that we've developed a, the, the gift of faith. We developed our gift of faith. We've developed some grit within our faith that despite all the circumstances, in spite of anything that we may face, that we are seeing God in it. We're seeing God work in us. We're seeing God develop our character, develop who we are, develop our faith, develop more trust in him, more reliance in him, um, and, that he's, and that we can see him in the midst of all of our obstacles, and that he's given us the gift to endure, and he's given us the gift of endurance. So... Um, that's pretty much it for today. Thank you, I guess. Hope you guys got something out of this. I hope you are going to develop this grit. This grit. Hope you're developing your faith and um, leaning on God to sustain you and to keep you. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. 
Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.